0: Welcome to Gadgets, a podcast from Gizmodo, where we woman-splain the latest technology. I'm your host, Gizmodo reporter Florence Lyon, and I'm joined by my boss, Consumer Technology Editor, Caitlin McGarry. Hi, boss. Hello. Thank you for having me today. (laughs) (laughs) So glad you could find some time from your busy, busy editing schedule. (laughs) To join us. Yes. As you do every week. I do. As the co-host here <laughs> at <Jets. sighs> We had some technological difficulties, which we will talk about on uh, the episode later today. So that's why we're like just, mm-hmm. just flowing on by, flowing with flow. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so Caitlin, we, I know it's like not even the second month of this year, but already we're talking about like new phones, new phones. We are mm-hmm. new things.
1: Yep. Yeah. We're, we're preparing for the spring onslaught, which I'm going to be honest. The fall onslaught brings like some more exciting stuff, but I think, I think we might see some interesting gadgets, uh, in the next couple months.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think it's good that my mom saved that gift card I gave her before buying a pixel Mm -hmm. because I feel like what Mm -hmm. might be next might be more interesting to her. Uh Oh, teaser. That's a tease. There's a tease there for you, mom. Um, all right. Before, but, uh, after, after we get. To that, we're also going to have Shoshana Wodinsky on today. She's going to come on to talk about Google's new cookies, and not the delicious sugar-filled kind mm-hmm. that I've been eating a lot of lately. Okay, in an attempt to comfort myself, because <laughs> mm. cookies are so comforting. For, yeah. I know they're so comforting. <laughs> um, and then yes, before we go, we will talk about my problems. So I. I made sure to Yes
1: Fangirl this week is gonna be a little a little different than usual Mm -hmm. because sometimes sometimes we're just finding our way through life and we need (laughs) we need an opportunity to talk about that. And this week, well you're really going through it and we're here for you.
0: Mercury is in retrograde, which Mm -hmm. before y'all roll your eyes at me, Mercury actually is the (laughs) ruler of technology. So it completely tracks here. And as a result, everything has broken down on me. And so we'll talk about that from a non-astrological perspective, I promise.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It all... It all makes sense, uh, but yes, I believe every day you've just had something, <laughs> something happen. Blame I'm it like, on the moon. So many moon. things happen to one human person.
0: <laughs> it's because there's too many variables. That's the problem. Mm. And don't start writing me about using Apple products. I don't want to hear it. You know, we talk in my inbox. About that's this? not why we have gadgets at Gizmodo.com. <laughs>
1: We talk about this regularly because some of the issues you have would be solved by simply switching platforms. Consolidating (laughs) ecosystems, I'm
0: sure, I'm sure. Okay, before we get into it, let's talk about the platform that I use. So, coming up next. Well, excuse us for having a gadget podcast, but as is... Behind the name gadgets, we are here to talk about gadgets. We are, so. yes.
1: <laughs> it's it's about time we stay true to our mission statement. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Precisely, and considering the fact that uh, the rumor mill has just been absolutely heating up with information about what Samsung's next potential launch is going to be, it just felt like this would be an apt time to tell people to hold on to that cash. Mm -hmm. Because you might be buying a new Samsung device in the next couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. Yes. This week, we learned that there is a Samsung event
1: on February 9th. And while we're not entirely sure what is coming, we we know a lot based on, well, Samsung is a leaky ship. We'll (laughs) just say that. The company cannot keep anything under wraps. I swear to god like before they launch anything we've already seen pictures, we've already seen specs, like we know what the thing is going to be. It's a little ridiculous. But this year is kind of exciting because if you have been using Samsung phones for a while, you know that they used to have a smaller Galaxy phone and then a gigantic Galaxy Note and you know, I think a lot of people remember the Note from when it caught fire.
0: <laughs> if you haven't actually uh, used... definitely when it became infamous. That's for darn sure. Yes. Uh,
1: the Galaxy Note 7 um, was a fire starter. Mm-hmm. And Samsung had to do a lot of work to sort of rehab the image of the Note lineup. And then last year, it just kind of like went away. And it was like, that was the phone that got people super excited about using Samsung devices because it was like the first absolutely gigantic phone Mm -hmm. at a time when every company was making really small phones like apple absolutely followed samsung's lead on making a phone with a huge screen and so it was kind of weird that samsung was just like okay now we're done with that we don't need that anymore and people were like uh no we absolutely do want a gigantic phone
0: yes so this
1: year flow what do Mm -hmm. we what do we think we know about what to expect
0: well, as I mentioned earlier, I think my mom is getting her note back. <laughs> <So> <laughs> I have finally She has refused to, yeah, she's refused to upgrade her note 8 because she just loves the heck out of the form factor. and I am... you know, I've just been writing about this ultra that is supposed to be coming through the pipeline. It's the successor to the Galaxy S21, which -hmm. is the phone that exists now if you're a Samsung user. And it's, you know, it's always going to be, like, higher performing than the last one. It's always going to have a better camera system than the last one. It's always going to be more powerful and have more room. You know, it's Mm -hmm. always the newest, coolest thing. But in this vein, what they're going to do from what the rumors are stating and what I've written on Gizmodo is the ultra lineup is going to be the one that will bring you back to that note form factor. So you will get a, an S pen. You will get a stylus mm-hmm. embedded mm-hmm. right into the phone. With a little slot.
1: Yeah. I, I think that's like what people really loved about it. Like it's basically the only flagship phone you can buy that has a little slot with a pen that just pops right out. You can use it like you would a tablet, you know? And it's kind of weird to me that Samsung is just like, okay, we're not going to call it a Note, but it's a Note because I think that will confuse people. Like, I think they should just call it a Note. That's what people want it to be. But yeah, they're going to they're gonna probably release a Galaxy S22 Ultra that is essentially a Galaxy
0: Note. Yep. I and just- I'm going to have to explain to everybody that this is actually the Note
1: Right. They keep saying uh, the company released, (laughs) you know, a little teaser last week and it was like, there's some noteworthy features and it's like, come on, you guys, like branding is important. It would be like if Apple changed the name of the iPhone and it was still an iPhone, but it was called something else. You know what people would call it? Mm -hmm. An iPhone. (laughs) Like why change the name? Mm -hmm. The name means a lot. The Mm -hmm. name is important. Um, so I think that's extremely silly, but whatever. <laughs> I'm just a, I'm just an unpaid consultant.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, to some degree. I, I will say that my mother, what she has noted that she loves about the note mm. is it's square corners. The square corners. The
1: people just love the heck out of those corners, yes. man. <laughs> yeah. And it's kind of weird to me because when I see older notes, I'm like, I don't. I don't know if I love that, but it is distinctive. Like, it is distinctive. Absolutely.
0: Yeah.
1: It's like a very squared off rectangle, and it feels like a serious device. It's always been like really heavy. You know, it doesn't have mm. like the waterfall display, so it looks all rounded and cute. It's like this is a serious phone. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So I could for definitely. Serious people. I could. Yeah. For serious people. People who need pens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh.
0: Well, if. If you're interested in what Samsung's announcing next, you know Gizmodo's all over it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Galaxy Unpacked event is happening on February 9th, as Caitlin mentioned. It's starting at seven am for uh, West Coast folks. Oh. 10 am. for East Coast folks. Uh, it's a live stream. Anybody can tune into it. and it usually like if you hang out on places like Twitter or TikTok, you are likely going to see some content around this, which will be be interesting.
1: Yes, and we will, of course, be reviewing everything that's announced, so um, Mm -hmm. stay tuned for more.
0: Speaking of reviewing, I feel like this is a good chance for me to mention that we do have the Galaxy S21 Fan Edition Mm -hmm. in more possession, and I'm going to be checking that out next. And so that's kind of like the later launch of the Samsung flagship. I know there's so many Samsung phones to keep track of, but...
1: yeah. I mean, for if you for, use Samsung <laughs> for regular folks, just know last year was the s twenty one this year probably the s twenty two Why Samsung chose a couple of weeks before its launch of the s twenty two to release just like a really cheap version of the s twenty one is really anyone's guess um again, if they would like to take advice from an unpaid consultant, I would say <laughs> that's a bad idea, but like You know,
0: (laughs) I'm just this is like the expired food aisle where everything is 50 percent off.
1: (laughs) Like you have a one week window to use this thing, but at least it's cheap. I mean, come on. This is absolutely wild to me. But like (sighs) they're just going to do what they're going to do. It's fine. Yeah. (sighs) Yeah.
0: By the way, I have bought old ramen packets before and they were fine. I they mean, fine. it's
1: not going to kill you.
0: Absolutely, it's mostly salt. Yeah, preservatives. Preservatives, so, right? Yes. I don't know which if Samsung, Samsung phones a...
1: don't have. Yeah. no, <laughs> not enough preservatives in the world to make this phone a good deal. But uh, again, we're reviewing it, so.
0: <laughs> well, this is a good segue because when we get back, we're going to talk about cookies. Oh boy! So, <sighs> yum yum yum. <laughs>
2: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte.
0: And now joining us is our fellow Slack mate, Shoshana Wudinsky. Hi, Shosh.
2: Hi, Flo! Happy to be here. Welcome to the pod. Uh, I love the pod. <laughs> it's a
0: Aww, good pod. We love you. That's Aww. why we're having you here today <laughs> yeah. because we need you to explain to us some things that are actually not that delicious. And we're talking about cookies. Yeah. Uh, no.
2: <laughs> it's okay. You're 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 not the first nor last person that's going to make that joke. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> no, I know. It's easy. Like, it's it. That's cookies are delicious. I I had like a big old black and white one Ooh. because I'm in New York. <gasps> Yo. They're good. Yeah. Oh, but internet cookies are not that. They're not, they are
0: not delicious. Mm-mm. No. Uh, Shosh, we were wondering actually if you wouldn't mind giving like a, a quick little distilled rundown. So Google's been in the news lately about again. what it's doing to its <laughs> cookies again. Yes. When is it not?
2: <laughs> we were talking about the struggle bus earlier. Google is constantly on the struggle bus. <laughs> yes.
0: I know. I know. Yes, the struggle bus that they commute through rush hour traffic. Oh, they're still running those buses, by the way. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Shosh.
2: yeah. What's going on? What what <laughs> what's what's up with cookies? What are, what are these cookies? Okay, so uh, very very briefly, a cookie is basically just like a little piece of just uh, it's it's a little piece of software that is that a website kind of loads up that collects data about you for like a certain amount of time, be it like a few weeks, a month. And if you want to talk about uh, your data and cookies, they kind of collect little breadcrumbs of data about you that get collected into some sort of a hole that the cookie company can then use to target you with ads later on. Uh, So there's a bunch of different types of cookies. There's ever cookies, there's first party cookies, but the kinds of cookies that Google in particular is planning to deprecate from its browsers are called third-party cookies. And third-party cookies are gross for all sorts of reasons. Um, but just to briefly explain how they work, you've probably experienced something like this yourself. Um, I have a bunch of cats, and I'm also planning a trip to Scotland pretty soon. So if I am on a website for like cat lovers, like a cat forum, that site could drop a cookie on my browser and then later on when i'm kind of like looking up prices for flights or whatever that cookie is like slowly in the background collecting data from my browser as i'm like searching these what these kind of travel websites and then when i go back to any site that supports that that supports that particular cookie be it like the cat forum or any other website um it will likely display ads for you know, cheap flights to Scotland or whatever. Right. And I'll be like, "What? Well, how did it know? And it's because that <laughs> gosh dang cat forum site was covertly tracking me the whole time.
1: So this is something that Google has been, as you said, they're trying to get rid of third party cookies, which is super controversial for advertisers because they're like, no, 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 we would love that information still right so what is the what's google's new solution to how it will make advertisers happy while also creeping people out maybe
2: less tbd
0: maybe right. less TBD.
2: well it's not it's i mean like obviously like who who cares about advertisers really but like from like a, a competition perspective it's actually it's really kind of thorny because you're essentially like google And Facebook collectively kind of dominate more than half of the billions and billions of dollars that people spend on digital ads every year. And what Google is essentially telling people is like, hey, you know, like that measly, like little percent that you're getting, we kind of want all of that Mm. because they're Mm. moving tracking from like web pages where cookies live into the browser that Google owns. So Google was basically saying like hey all of that information is ours now and advertisers were like wait what and then regulators were like wait what so you had advertisers and regulators both in the EU and in the US just being like competition wise this doesn't seem great and from a privacy perspective like it kind of also didn't seem great because hang on let me let me back up a little bit so The idea that Google first rolled out was called flock, like a flock of birds. Mm -hmm. And that's the idea that a lot of that involved moving things from the web page into the browser. Everyone was mad about it. But also people were mad from a privacy perspective because Google was essentially like, hey, we're getting rid of those creepy cookies you were complaining about. Isn't this great? But then folks were not like, hey, Google's still kind of doing a lot of the tracking here. And the way they were doing the tracking was pretty insidious. Because the idea was that people's browsers would be assigned to a certain group based on people's browsing behaviors. So flocks were anonymous, they were lumped together with like thousands of people that like also browsed cat websites and were also looking for flights to Scotland and we're also doing all these things. So people couldn't be individually identified the same way a cookie could individually identify people. But there wasn't really anything in place to keep a flock from disclosing like from being built around somebody's sexuality or race or mm-hmm. gender, because if I am like a good example is with a porn websites. Stay with me here. <laughs>
1: all right, <laughs> folks, we're getting into it. <laughs>
2: Listen, it's okay. time to talk yeah, about like, porn. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's time to talk about porn. Because, like, for example, there's a lot of, like, cookie, web like, there's a lot of, like, cookie providers that won't work with porn sites for very obvious reasons. Um, but, you know, all a like, a, like, if we're talking about, like, a gay porn website, I don't know the names of those, but there's plenty of them out there. Sure. If one of those sites, like, basically onboarded these flock... Software onto its back end, uh, anybody visiting that site could have a, could have that website like used to create a flock about them. So because flocks were essentially um, aggregated and anonymous and constructed from like such large groups of people, there was nothing really stopping anybody from creating flocks based on that sort of data, and there wasn't really anything users could do either. So folks in the privacy space got really mad for obvious reasons. Folks in competition were mad. So Google's like, we're scrapping that. We're going to roll out this hot new stuff called Topics. And (laughs) unlike... Sure, why not? So hot. Uh, And Google announced that uh, this week. Uh, It's great. And what Topics does is that instead of assigning your... Instead of like relegating you to a specific bucket based on your browsing history... It still kind of does that, but it only uses like a set list of topics. So instead of potentially labeling somebody based on like the porn that they browse, mm. it instead labels people and these topics are all freely available, folks can browse them. It labels be- people based on like, I don't know, whether they're interested in marriage or whether they're interested in electronic music or whether they're interested in like buying a house, things like that that are all relatively safe and family friendly and <laughs> right google promises that all of the topics that we're making at least right now they're all like none of them are sensitive it doesn't have that issue that flock did and because anyone like it posted like a repo full of like it, there's like about 100 uh 350 of them out there uh it's really good for transparency too and like sure Google is still the one that will assign your browser to a particular topic and Google still controls all of that. But like this is happening in Chrome specifically. So Google Go kind ahead. of always held like a full deck of cards there.
1: Right. So from a, from a user standpoint, before companies knew exactly like I was the person looking for all this stuff, Flock made it so. I was a part of a group of people who was looking at this specific stuff, and now Mm -hmm. I'm just a part of a topic that is, like, very benign. And, like, maybe it's fine if I get served ads for electronic music concerts or whatever. So, like, on the whole, does this seem better?
2: <laughs> it does. Okay. It, no, no, no. It, like, inarguably does, which okay. is why, like, a lot of a lot mm. of us are out there just, like, waiting for Google to kind of drop the ball the way Google <laughs> usually does. Because, Inevitably, like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, it's just 350 topics right now, but, sure. like, major data brokers out there will offer you, like, more than 4,000, and those often include things like race or political leanings or things like that. So what Google's offering here seems to be kind of, like, they're trying to make everyone happy. But it's very clearly like early stages and could quickly spiral downhill depending on like what the company does. And Google always spirals downhill. So like,
0: (laughs) (laughs) it's a, it's a massive conglomerate. I mean, yeah,
2: yeah. And advertisers (laughs) want those sensitive categories. So like they're like, and Google wants to keep advertisers happy because that's how it makes its money. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's definitely something to watch. But right now, yeah, it, it seems good. Asterisk, asterisk,
0: asterisk. <laughs> I will say if you try and uh, if Google <laughs> search for how to turn off cookies, uh, it'll take you to the Google support page, which says allow all cookies, block all cookies, not recommended. <laughs> it is not recommended that you block all that tracking because then how will ads be served to you? And to be
1: fair, like so a lot of people don't mind being tracked because they like the super specific ads. Like they like the cheap flights ad that shows up on the cat forum because like then they might book the cheap flight like show don't don't kill me but
2: like people don't care <laughs> a lot no, about their no, privacy no, no. It's, <laughs> no it's, a lot it's, of people no, it's, don't it's, 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 true. it's absolutely true but also like there's certain types of cookies that like keep you logged in when you visit a web page right and if you t- mm-hmm. yeah, and if you turn them off, you have to log in every single time. Yeah. So it's a matter yeah, it's it's I mean privacy privacy is about trade offs, and it's just like if you'd rather have the convenience, then it's like personally like I I leave cookies on because heck yeah, I want a cheap flight to Scotland. Those <laughs> things are expensive, and like I hate having to log in. So like right, hate it. Yeah, exactly. So like even though I'm a privacy reporter, I understand that like convenient like time is money. <laughs> And yeah. like I I in this society. In this society. Yeah. <laughs> yes, this society.
0: yeah. <laughs> um Shosh, I wanted to ask you something sort of related. It's just the thing is, like, I I understand why you're not on TikTok, but I
2: really feel <laughs> it's not, like it's not a privacy thing. It's like a time thing. I just know I'll get sucked in. <laughs>
0: No, that's, and I, that's why I understand why you're not on TikTok, <laughs> because it is true that I have lost hours of my life to it in the last couple of weeks. And lots
2: of your but money
1: keeps... from supporting <laughs> <the>
0: TikTok creators. <laughs> yeah.
1: wait seriously Aww.
0: yes. It's really heartwarming, oh, right. yeah. but
1: we need to stage an intervention. <laughs> yeah.
0: Listen, people offer services. I give them money. That's how it works.
2: Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but, I, I, I support YouTubers. Like, it's fine. We all have our... Oh, see, see, yeah. But the thing is, is like
0: my algorithm has taken me into the, you know, the tech like corners of it where it's all these people coming in and like, I've got an explainer for you. And the latest meme that's been going around lately is just about um, there's the clip starts with tell me something about a job you used to work at that people might not know about a place you know you used to work at and some former tech people have been like stitching their answers to this as part mm-hmm. of the meme. And the biggest one that has been surfacing is
2: the tech companies are actually listening to you. That that's a psyop. That's like I, I don't know what that <laughs> is. Yeah,
1: that's not that's not real.
2: <laughs> I mean I mean like I mean like okay. So there's many. There's t- there's tons of ways companies track you. Like cookies are just one way. Uh, mm-hmm. dig- if you walk outside, there's a digital billboard that you walk by. That's another way. You're mm-hmm. you, if you have a connected television, that's another way. If you have mm-hmm. a smart refrigerator, that's another way. Uh, Tracking things like phone calls in particular, it's just legal authority because of wiretapping laws. And like at a certain, That's point, true. Yeah, no, and in a certain point, there's tech companies that like will look at the kind of voice data landscape that you get from like smart homes, for example, like, like smart right. home tech. And they'll just be like, you know, there's probably something there, but we don't want to wade into that because sure. it's so legally kind of treacherous. That said, there are call tracking companies that are out there that kind of specialize in this stuff. But, and this is a very big but, uh, they're not like listening to your phone calls. If you ever like call up like a pharmacy or like an insurance company and they say this call may be monitored for like quality purposes, uh, that's what that means. There's a tracking company on the other end that's like kind of sorting through the content of that call to like better track you or target you with stuff further down the line either from that company that you're talking to or by somebody else. Uh, hmm. But yeah, I know. <laughs> but uh, notice how you don't, he- like when you're talking to like, your grandma, you don't hear this call maybe be monitored for quality <laughs> assurance. <laughs> and like, if you
0: do, I-, I have
2: some bad news about your grandma. <laughs> Grandma's tracking us for ads too. Oh God, it never ends. Uh, Flo, but, but, to bring, but to bring it back uh, to what you were saying, uh, people that work in tech are smart, but they don't always know what they're talking about. Mm. They're like smart or
0: contextualize it. (laughs)
2: Or contextualize or or like they're smart in like very specific ways. And they might just be saying what they're saying for clout. Mm. Uh because clout Mm. clout's great. On TikTok? Clout. (laughs) Chasing?
1: I can't believe it.
0: (laughs) See see I I I,
1: I don't I don't know how clout works because I'm not on TikTok. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, on that
2: note. thank you for explaining it all to us thank you so much we appreciate you thanks thanks for thanks for having me on and i'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) the world
1: is a much bleaker place now that we know all of the facts but we are enlightened
0: so thank you
2: (laughs) that's why i'm here (laughs) (laughs) all right right. thank you so
0: much thank you shosh Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash wondery. Well, it's that time again where we fangirl. Well, I guess we can't fan over something that brings us disdain. Yeah. Well, you're
1: really going through it today. I feel like, uh, yeah, we can't really fangirl over this, but we're manifesting some solutions to your tech problems um, and we're fangirling over the eventual freedom you'll feel <laughs> from, from this tech purgatory that you're in. Um, yeah. yeah. Can you tell, yeah. tell us tell us what's going on with you?
0: Sure. Well, I want to tell folks who might be feeling like I am just let down by all their stuff. Um, <laughs> I, I have this laptop that I bought and spent a lot of money on in the midst of a supply chain shortage. And it's, it's been very on and off, uh, with things, but it's actually not causing me the problem. The problem is that I had a USB dock that was powering up everything <sighs> and the USB dock seems to have burnt out. Mm. So, yesterday, when I tried to lock back onto my computer after a couple days that I had to take off due to a never ending migraine. It's just, it's computer, just a snowball. It it's just, a snowball of. It just felt like it exploded and just nothing would fire up. And I. The thing with laptops, though, folks, is that you're not really supposed to use them like a desktop. You're not actually supposed to plug in like ten plus things and have it work in yeah. that way, and so that's why I am I've been having problems. To talk
1: to you about that <laughs> 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 Like I really okay. So my solutions for you historically have been to perhaps buy an apple product that is cheaper <laughs> than the Dell that you spent thousands of dollars on and also just kind of like works but I realize I know when I say it that you're not going to take that advice because you you, do you're just not in that ecosystem you're like so far beyond switching that it just would be impossible and that's okay and that's okay yeah and I think it's useful for you to experience these problems both so I can be like I'm never going to, I'm never going to experience this because <laughs> I don't use those
2: <laughs> products,
1: but also because so many people, like a lot of us are still working from home. So many people have had to piece together, you know, home setups with just like things that they've been able to track down when it's hard yeah. to buy stuff. And like the more things you add to your setup, the higher likelihood that something's going to fail. And then it sends like your whole basically kills your entire system.
0: Yeah, the problem is I'm a podcaster. That's my big problem. And I need a podcast machine. (laughs) That's that's what I need. I mean, I'm bringing this up because I feel like folks out there are like, why can't my laptop do everything? It's because your laptop is actually not supposed to do everything. It's supposed to be your mobile computer, not unless you buy like a gaming pc but if you buy a gaming laptop i should say they are actually equipped with much with much bigger power supplies so they can actually power up more things the whole point of this laptop that i have it's an ultra thin unibody so it's supposed to be for like video editing on the go mm-hmm. for when i'm on the go not at home all the time but i i defaulted to this because there were no components to build a pc which i wanted to do um and so I just kind of went for the next best thing I could think of. Mm-hmm. And it's just been – I i do feel like I would not be having these problems if we were not still in the midst of a pandemic with supply chain issues. Sure. And, you know, I could go – I could buy a graphics card. I could buy a processor. I could buy a PC case and put all these things together. And I just want to bring it up because if anybody out there is just like also having – shitty computer problems. Just know that it happens even to those of us who make our living telling you all about it. Yeah,
1: no, of course. I mean, (laughs) it's it's super common. Yeah, it's super common. And like, we're all just relying on this stuff all the time, like, way more than we would be normally. Like, usually I would have a work Mm -hmm. machine, a personal machine. I'd leave my work machine at the office. I'd come home, like I'd have, you know, I have like my MacBook Air. And They would, I would have, I would be able to stretch things out across multiple things. And now I'm just doing everything on one thing. So it's definitely like, it's getting harder as it is just in life to separate your work from your personal life. (laughs) Yes. And, uh, yeah, that's affecting the gadgets we use as well.
0: Yep. It's very true. Thankfully, it's not my phone giving me problems, which is a surprise. Yeah. Uh yep. <laughs> and I can admit that as an Android user. <laughs> I, I know what I signed up for.
1: <laughs> I just like well I would just like to see you for one month just completely switch to like an iPhone MacBook setup and just watch like the little
0: sparks come out of your ears. <laughs>
1: and as like you fall in love. <laughs>
0: Can I tell you my <laughs> husband has been really just turning on me when I met him he was a Windows fanboy we've been together for a long uh-huh. time and I told we went to Best Buy so I could go buy this like last minute doc to try and and get through and I was telling him how Caitlin's always on my case about upgrading to (laughs) Apple. And he's like, why don't you? Why don't you start Ah! covering Apple things? Yeah. Because he has a full, I mean, he has two MacBook Pros now. He has one for work Mm -hmm. because he found out he likes it better for coding. And he has one for making music now because he's like super into making synth, synth wave.
1: Okay. Wow. I love this journey. Yeah, he has
0: like this whole MacBook Pro setup with like all the peripherals you can connect mm-hmm. to it. And the thing is, he gave me his dock yesterday, his the little one that he uses. Um, and it wasn't powering up my PC. And he's like, it always works fine on the Mac with the music Interesting. stuff. Interesting.
1: Interesting. We should explore that in more detail. <laughs> I know his music stuff is, uh, it's, well, see, I it's- get it. I really get it. And, I I appreciate that you are on the other side of this divide because I get a lot of interesting perspective from you. I just would like to see you try it out for a little bit just to see, just to see what happens. But I-
0: We should do the great switch. You switch with me.
1: Oh, oh my God. <laughs> it's been a while since I've had to rely on Windows full-time. Android is fine. I can, I've used a million Android phones. Yeah, um, but yeah, getting used to Windows
0: again would be oh god. I am s- I am such a Windows power user because I've been using it since like since I was a kid. So it's just so you know what's funny ingrained I grew in me. Up
1: using Windows, I didn't use Mac, and I didn't use a Mac until I was like well into college. Like my my PC when I did you have an iBook? I had a uh, I had the white MacBook.
0: Yeah, you yeah. did.
1: Um, <laughs> the white plastic MacBook, chunky as hell. I
0: actually still own it. It's it's never get rid of it. I would never get rid it of it. It doesn't hold you. a it's charge. A collector's item. Yeah, it
1: doesn't hold a charge anymore. Um, which I know because I had to power it up a few years ago to get all the photos I had off of it. Oh my gosh! Uh, yeah, I was like, I should probably do that before this thing just like doesn't turn on anymore. Um, but yeah, I grew up using, I used windows. I got my first computer, our family got our first computer when I was like six years old and I used windows up until I was 20 and I just don't know. (laughs) I don't know if I could switch back to it. It's been so long, but I would be willing to, to try this out. Let's talk about it.
0: We should talk about it. We But we should switch everything too. I mean, you should switch your smartwatch and like... Go full. The thing is that the <laughs> oh, it's just this is not a new concept. I know people I know people have written about this before, but it's always yeah. it's always interesting. You know, I would I always wonder what would life be like with an Apple Watch. Would I be happier? <laughs>
1: <laughs> the great question. Would I be happier with an Apple Watch? I mean probably more so than the Android watches we've seen so far, but maybe maybe we'll see something from Google this year on that front little Mm. little teaser Mm -hmm.
0: that's right you can read about that on gizmodo.com by the way if you're interested uh just put together a little a little rumor roundup about all the Mm -hmm. all the all the rumors yeah
1: we expect some big things in may so just around Mm -hmm. the corner
0: just in time for my birthday in case anybody's wondering google does plan its product launches around my birthday true true. um
1: (laughs) yeah that's historically historically accurate
0: I've spent a lot of uh my birthdays on the show on the floor at Google IO. So (laughs)
2: Uh, Yeah.
0: Wow. I know. I know. Anyway, um, we've got plenty of more gadgets to look forward to this year. So I just want to thank everybody for tuning in every week to Gadgets. We've been really enjoying you and enjoying having you here. And if you like what you listen to, we'd really love for you to tell your friends. You can also, uh, you know, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. That really helps us out a lot, actually. Um, Even if you don't write anything, it helps a lot. So just go and slip us a fiver, five star.
1: (laughs) Five stars or nothing, please.
0: (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Um, and then if you've got any like questions, comments, suggestions, you can always send us an email like at gadgets at gizmodo.com. That goes to both me and Caitlin, and we will read whatever you've got. Uh, you can also tweet us at Gizmodo, or you can tweet us at our personal Twitter profiles. I'm at that flow. Caitlin is at Caitlin underscore McGarry. Don't forget that little underscore. Mm-hmm. That's how you'll find her. Uh, We would like to thank our producer and sound engineer, Ryan Allen. Thank you so much for making us sound good and for disclosing before you record us every week. (laughs) As per California law. Yes, I believe that is required. (laughs) Uh, We also want to thank our cover designer, Vicky Lita. We always will think of you when we look at our beautiful cover art Everyone, thank you so much for tuning in this week um, we will We'll be here again next week to drag you through all of the wild gadget news. Mm-hmm. so come <laughs> drag through with us. yes, join us on this journey <laughs>